0: Benjamin was one of the top 10 movies at the box office in 1980 and is considered one of the funniest movies of all time, according to AFI and Bravo. It's a rare film revolving around a woman and women in the armed forces. Let's go women empowerment movies in the 80s. Yeah, they are hard to find. This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. Private Benjamin is about a spoiled young woman whose whole adult ambition is just to be married. And when her second marriage ends on her wedding night, she joins the army. Because all women want in life, apparently, is just
1: to be married.
0: Well, okay, you say that so cheeky, right? Like, you say (laughs) that so, oh, how could that ever be? But... Isn't that, isn't that part of what your like, cr- your goal, your life goal is? Well, I mean, everybody wants to
1: be in love, but that's not my main goal in life, is to marry a man. I could marry any man I want to. Uh, oh, but, so, <laughs> does it work like that? Is yeah. it that easy?
0: I don't know. It's that easy to marry any man you want. I don't know. If you can play your cards right, I think well, there's reality one, shows about that. It's usually not <laughs>
1: the ones that you want. That's what I'm saying. You want to find the love of your life. You don't want to just... Find a guy and marry him, which is what it seemed like. What happened in her first marriage?
0: Well, so you know, nineteen eighty, right? We're about mm, a decade into feminism. Uh, We have the Equal Rights Amendment that they're trying to get passed. You have women's lib. These are things that are, you know, newer on the scene. Um, I remember when I graduated high school and went to college. There would be these always older men, never women, um, who would go, what are you going to, you know, so what are you going to, what kind of degree are you going to get? And some guy would go, your MRS degree? <laughs> you know, and the idea was that women just went to college to find a husband. Exactly. Yes, I'm going to pay
1: 50 grand <laughs> to meet a man that I can't find. Yeah. Or on the street.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the street. You're just looking on the street, walking down the street.
1: What do you mean? That? That's how most love stories happen. You walk down the street, you run, you bump into each other. Thanks. Next thing you know, he asks you on a date. That's but, how all movies perceive it, at least.
0: Well, I'm just saying. I think we've come a long way, and now it is, you know, women wait a lot longer to get married, and now at this point, now there, there's a lot of people who don't ever want to get married, and it's sort of a, uh, dying institution to some degree. At all, but all at the same time, you know. People who are gay are like, "Hey, we've been fighting for this a long time. We are getting married," (laughs) you know. While millennials are like, "We're just not gonna get married."
1: Um, Yeah, it's it's weird because I feel like in this time period, I don't think any of the kids want that that are my age want to get married. But like, I know like my old tutor was from Texas and she got married when she was twenty one, and now she has she has two kids they're still happily married but when she told me i was like like because she's super christian they're both super christian and then but they're still together and they're still perfectly happy and whatever and now i have my friend now who is telling me that um like his girlfriend was telling me that her parents because they've been dating for three years her parents want them to get married now Uh uh-huh because it's been three years yeah. Seems like it can be forever, even yeah. though they're yeah, it 20. It feels like they put in the they're time. They're literally 20, I mean, 19 to 20 years old.
0: Who you are from 17 to 20 is not who you are when you're 27 to 30, and really not who you are between 37 and 40.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. it seems like Christian, super Christian families are pushing. I don't you know. know. I mean, Christian families also push. If you get pregnant,
0: you have to marry him. Well. Which is exactly what happened to you. It is what happened to me. But you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't. I don't know that my parents made me get married. I just felt the societal pressure of exactly. it being 1980, you know, 1990, sorry, 1994 and being pregnant and being, you know, right out of college, you know, mm-hmm. like being so young. And, uh, and I just felt like, you know, I was living in Oklahoma and it just felt like there weren't many options you know i mean there just weren't very many options so i I just thought i'll get married you know we'll see how it goes um didn't go well just so you know (laughs) (laughs) um and actually i think the biggest tragedy of that is that uh, your brother's dad and i were really you know we had a great relationship and it was really fun and we were really good friends and we destroyed that by getting married exactly that's what's. Too that's what bad. most.
1: That's what usually happens. You become really good friends, and you're like, ah, oh, I kind of like you. You're honestly kind of cute, and I love your personality. And then you start dating, and then you're like, eh, we were better as friends. And then yeah. you end it, and it's never the same.
0: <laughs> um. So yes. So our character Judy is um Nancy Myers, who, by the way, it was her first screenplay Nancy Myers ever wrote. Nancy Myers and Charles Shire, her husband, and um, Harvey, I can't remember Harvey's last name. But anyway, the three writers, they referred to Judy as a marriage junkie. That's how they looked at it when they were writing the character. And I thought, you know, that's a good way to put it. She'd really, but they're, but, you know, I mean, even, I think even today, you know, girls, you know, still kind of think about what their wedding would be like and kind of fantasize about it. So, you know, there's nothing wrong about wanting to find the right guy and wanting to start uh, a life with him. But, you know, what you see with Judy is that she just so wants to be married that she's willing to give up herself uh, in many moments. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of that that is indicative to her character. But, you know, and, and of the time, I think that's that... You know, that what you see in Judy is that she's a a people pleaser, right? And a
1: privileged white girl.
0: She is. Okay, now I have to tell you there was a term that I feel I don't know, I'm not Jewish. I I've always felt it was offensive. There is a term called a Jewish American princess or a Jap.
1: Yeah, I know that. And
0: they used to use they it used a it lot all
1: in 80s books and movies. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, they used in it class, all the time, we had the whole thing on it. And and <laughs> no one, no one Said ever anything. acted like that was an offensive thing to say. But in my head, even as a you know, a teenager when I first started hearing it, I would think this seems offensive. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I even think, I'm afraid to say, like, the word Jew. Cause I feel like, I don't know, like, somehow if it comes out of my, in my mouth and say, so, like, if yeah, you're Jewish and you call somebody a Jew, but if you're not Jewish and you call someone a Jew, I don't know. Like, it, it, it feels like maybe. I don't know. They,
1: it's, I, it's, yeah, it's weird.
0: I mean, it was, when I lived in Texas, there was a whole thing, like, if you called someone Mexican, being called Mexican could seem like an insult, you know? So, I know. I know. Even though I they feel were like really Mexican. I feel like it's kind of sensitive right now.
1: But, like, Jew, like, when people say, like, oh, that Jew, like, that sounds not It good. sounds mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds, right? So, when they usually say Jew, it comes I think it's because that's mean. how
0: Hitler, like, to say I know, right? Say it. so it's and like, so, like, you're technically a Jew, but, like, Hitler, that's the way he said it. So, I don't yeah. want to... I just don't want to say that. It's exactly like... I will say it's a it's person honestly, of Jewish faith.
1: I honestly... <laughs> well, Jewish, I feel like it's fine. Right. Jew, is yeah. like... But I feel like that is the equivalent to the N word because we called black people the N word because we thought they were lower than us, which is why what Hitler did—he thought.
0: Well, we didn't. Just no, to be no, clear. no, 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 yes. no. We did not.
1: But the white Some people of our ancient history whole, um, are white uh, people do not understand. Past. They don't understand that everybody is a human being, but it's too late because they're all dead anyways. Most of them. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're right. just waiting for that to twenty other years to come by and they'll, they'll all be gone. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know it's the equivalent. That's why how we look down on them. That's how Hitler looked
0: down on Jewish people. Like, yeah, I I don't you know? know. I need I need someone to just I don't know. I even I think even if uh I mean I've never even asked you know I mean we were I don't just have at, a lot we of were, Jewish well friends. we were just at a bar mitzvah no, a couple I know, days ago but I like have lots of only, Jewish friends. They're
1: honestly <laughs> not like they're I feel like they're like the only like Jewish Jewish people I know like I have Jewish friends but they don't really they do Hanukkah Uh uh uh-huh and I feel like that's about it yeah (laughs) like I've never I've never heard of them oh my bat mitzvah or my bar mitzvah I've never heard that come out of
0: anyone else's mouth there by the way I mean just so you know there there's a pretty significant Jewish population where we live no I know. Okay. Yeah. No, but I, don't, I mean, we're not. This isn't. It's not. I mean, it's none be of half my close. Half. I don't even. None know. of my close friends. We have like are two churches. Jewish. Anybody goes to. We, wait, we have two Protestant churches. I mean, mm-hmm. like there's some little fringy things, but basically, where we live, there's two Protestant churches. Everyone goes to. There's one Catholic church that everyone goes to if you're Catholic, and then there's a temple that everyone goes to if you're Jewish. And I feel like that's it. There's two temples. And then there's one, like, I don't know, there's some sort of monk-Buddhist situation around the corner. Yeah, I know. You just see people walking in robes occasionally. If you
1: go into, what is it, West Hollywood?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, obviously. (laughs) I mean, if you go to Beverly Hills, then... The faith population they walk turns. everywhere <laughs> so back to private benjamin right. um okay so she's just a girl who wants to get married she has grown up with this idea uh you can act like that's crazy but i know that you you know have uh, you we see the women around here and yeah. there's a lot of we live in an i think that we live in a gold digger area no that's <laughs> not what i was gonna say I, we live at the
1: city next to a gold digger area.
0: i think we live in a very cool chill creative you know artistic skateboarder surfer community and it's next, next to, to the gold diggers. that's what i just said we're the city next door we're the humbles <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and and you see the lifestyle of the stay-at-home wife mom and it can be very appealing. So Judy has that in her, you know, that's how she's sort of been raised, that's what she wants to do. And um and I think what's most fascinating is that the scenes, the two sex scenes that we see of her and her husband. They get married and the reception is going on and he, you know, gets her in the car. And, you know, basically coerces her into giving a blowjob. And mm-hmm. she doesn't want to, and she's trying to be very, like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm in my dress, and someone's going to see. And it's all of this. And I, you are so, you have such a strong voice, and you're so outspoken. And I can't imagine anybody, like, talking you into that. But I can, I, I you know, I can definitely relate to that. I can definitely see, you know, people I know... And women, I know, because I think that we were just really raised in this people pleasing, you know, that that's what women were supposed to do. Not that women were supposed to serve, but that you are supposed to, you know, like kind of accommodate and try to get everyone on the same page. And, okay, I'm just going to make you happy. And, you know, she and so she does. She like satisfies him in the car right after the wedding, you know her getting nothing out of it. Right. Just I
1: literally would have just been like, you can't wait two hours until we get to the hotel. <laughs> or Yeah. Like, on yeah. The
0: plane. So, and she's just trying to appease him and like, okay, fine. And you can, and, and Goldie Hawn talked about this in, in an interview with Rolling Stone, that the idea was like, she really fought for that scene. They wanted to take it out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, like I know this woman, I know who this woman is. And, She, You know, and she doesn't want to, but it's such an insight into her character. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, what happens is that, you know, on the wedding night when they finally are alone, right, he can't wait. You know, she wants to have like this beautiful wedding night, you know, sex, of course, like everyone Mm -hmm. does. And he's like and she's in the bathroom and he kind of like jumps on her in the bathroom and she's like, oh, let's just like, can we not like, could we just like go out there? Okay, fine. And again, appeases him. And then he dies. And then he gets a, has a heart attack and dies. So <laughs>
1: lesson learned here, fellas. Don't pounce <laughs>
0: in the bathroom. Could yeah, the the, the uh the body uh, formation of it all, I you know, might just clog your arteries, I'm not sure. Um So I think that's really insightful about her character. And I do think that it's something... I think that's insight into what was going on in the 80s. I mean, I can't say that all women were like that. I don't think that that's true. But I think there's definitely a a significant portion and maybe even more because women just have so much more voice and agency now, you know? I don't
1: think... I honestly... Even though we do have more of a voice and we know that we shouldn't and we know we don't have to, but I think a lot of the time it's... Just, it's not about, I don't know, it's just kind of, like, not being able, if it's someone that you love, or someone you're married to, or someone you're dating, you think about it, and you're like, well, why would I say no? hmm Because I'm dating this person. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, like, like you said, like, you want to please them and just be like, okay, I'll just make you happy, just like everybody wants in a relationship. Yeah. That shouldn't be the way to make them happy. Right. But... Like, that's wrong, and it makes us feel uncomfortable and weird. And, but we do it. Okay. I don't think that's a your-generation thing. It's I not. think that's just a woman thing. Really? Like, sexual okay. harassment, no matter how much we talk about it, no, much, how many, no matter how many times we tell men how terrible it is, and that they need to understand not to do it, it's never going to change. Every single woman has been sexually harassed. Almost every single woman has been raped. It's...
0: Yeah, I don't um, know if very it's every, common. but it's very... It's much it's higher than those stats, show. It's too common. I think they say it's one-third. I think it's at least it's a half. half. It's, it's not half. two-thirds. No, I think it's 75%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, was having I this mean, conversation... If you take the double dipper, like the people who've encountered it multiple times, you know? I mean, yeah. then... I then I think that's an entire population. I yeah. mean, if you could, you know, if if all the sexual harassment and assault that I've had come my way, like, I mean, I can count on two hands, like, fill two hands with how many, I mean, more than two hands, yeah. if I do, if I combine those. Yeah. So I count for the people who live in remote lands of all women. I had
1: to I had to. <laughs> the explain, Amazonians. <laughs> I
0: had to explain to my coworker today, honestly,
1: because he, we were, he was talking about the Kobe Bryant scandal. He was talking about how Trump and, like, you know, he, I don't know. I was really mad because he couldn't understand. I was saying that men suck and Republicans, (laughs) Republicans suck. And he kept being like, you can't put us in a category altogether. You can't say that about all men. I said, 95% of men I've met have fucked me over or fucked my friends over. Every single person I know. You're going to love Birds of Prey, which is basically about that. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Um. But And I should just say that the moment we're recording this is the day of the impeachment vote against President Trump. Mm-hmm. We're about a week or two... I think we're about a week and a half outside of Kobe Bryant dying. And of Prey yeah. opens uh, in a couple days.
1: Yeah. So I had to explain to him all of my friends and all of the people I know who have been raped or sexually harassed. Not just, like, at least... Um, pretty much every girl I know, basically. And then he was trying to say... I understand that my like my wife has been raped and I was like exactly that's what I'm saying and then he's like oh and my mom has been raped and I said exactly why are you still fighting me why it are is, you not
0: listening to women yeah and I don't want to litigate I don't want to litigate the whole Kobe no Bryan I know thing. and
1: I yeah. and we don't we're not going to get into it but He was saying, I sit with my wife and I listen to her because I want to. Because I love her. And and I would beat up anyone that comes her way. And if I had a daughter, I would beat up any person that made her feel uncomfortable. And I said, dude, like like I don't want you to listen to me I want you to understand and I want you to have a conversation with me about it not to stay silent just listen to me I hate that yeah I hate that to death and he said like stuff about how like not all men are like that he's like I know my dad hasn't done anything like that I said how the fuck do you know that mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I thought my dad wasn't capable of and he is mm-hmm. so how the Fuck. Do you you've you've known him for half his life. You don't even know what happened before that. Yeah. Like it's just no like men don't think and after I explained everything, he was like I understand why you hate men and I said, "Yes, I I explained well, everything. But you don't hate men. I, I mean, don't hate all, I don't hate men and I love I love I have friends that I love to death. But they all people. suck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're all assholes. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually this week went to um I, You know, I work for Common Sense Media, uh, and Common Sense has started this Common Sense Conversations. So they actually had these—they were doing a conversation about boys and sex, you know, boys who are tweens and, and actually, you know, on up and teenagers. And so this is the most fascinating thing that came out of it from the author of a book called Boys and Sex. She said that, you know, after she interviewed all these guys, and so boys today— which is different than boys 10 and 20 and 30 years ago, have a very clear understanding of what consent is and what, you know, when they have it and when they don't. So if you ask them, what is it? Mm -hmm. They can tell you and you're like, that's right. But then when you present them with information about their own behavior that doesn't meet that standard, they expand the definition. Mm -hmm. So they know what's right but then when you're like but you didn't do that they're like oh no i mean they they they're like well no she was consenting in this way or they it, it, yeah. because they can't possibly see instead of confronting the reality that maybe they did that you know that maybe they 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 made a woman uncomfortable maybe they harassed her maybe they assaulted her maybe she didn't she wasn't saying yes maybe she wasn't all in you know maybe she was coerced instead of those things they just think no, no, no. I, I had consent, and I thought that was really eye opening. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like, that's a hundred percent. That's like every guy that I talk to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: it's a. That's alarming. what I'm
1: saying. They're all assholes because no, they like <laughs> no. they just like, they they find a way to make it okay when it's not. But either think- way, if. You know, it's not okay.
0: But this is why we have this podcast, and yeah. this is what I want to say. It's because we are. It's because we don't have those conversations with boys that that their dads weren't having that conversation ten years ago, and and then in, in the eighties they were watching movie after movie after movie of questionable con- to no consent of get a girl drunk of give her a drug. Put her, make, make, trick her into thinking you're her boyfriend. You know, what, or look at her through a window. You know, all of these ways that you see in 80s movies where they're telling boys even if it's funny even if you're watching a comedy and you can go ha you shouldn't you you know you're kind of thinking you shouldn't do that but when you little see it little boys
1: don't know that they
0: don't and when they see it over and over again then they think oh that's you know normal. it's normal and they don't think anything about it so that's kind of where we are i wanted to the next scene that i was thinking about is once judy has joined the army and she and her friends are you know on it's it's the big super bowl of you know Army battles, and that night they've camped out. Right, they're smoking weed. Which, um, by the way, that is not
1: that would n- that would not happen. You cannot have weed on an army base. They would check your bags. They would check
0: everything okay. that you have. I don't know everything if that's you true. And how the this- heck
1: are they rolling in the middle of the forest? <laughs> Where are their papers?
0: This is 1980, and I will every anyone who's no like they were smoking all kinds of weed in Vietnam. Okay, they were over there. They.
1: Well, I. <laughs> that's <know>. not fair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they were they were definitely smoking weed, so I don't think that part was a stretch at all. In but, my
1: opinion, it was. <laughs> if it was
0: happening today, that's I a don't, stretch. I, I, I'm actually curious. I want to know now, like if that is. But um, but so they're smoke. They're getting. They're smoking pot. They're sharing their stories, and they talk about having an orgasm, and they talk about right like their first orgasm or... um, Almost
1: getting there.
0: Almost getting there, not quite getting there. You know, and we saw that in Casual Sex um, Mm -hmm. with Victoria Jackson and Leah Thompson. That's in there as well. And this is the truth. I mean, again, where were guys getting their information about... First of all, I don't think there was much about pleasing women that was out there there was a book called our bodies ourselves that came out like i don't know in the 70s and it was basically telling women like you need to know about your you know plumbing down there you need to know what gets you off you need to masturbate you need to figure this out and this was like a what you know yeah, <laughs> every
1: it's weird because every vaginas are different a penis is a penis and it works all the same but a vagina
0: there's there's all kinds things. of nooks and crannies that are yeah. different on everybody. Yeah. Exactly. It's weird.
1: Like <laughs> like some people like this and some people like this, like, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah, guys, just a lot of friction and yeah. uh there you go. <laughs> but don't
1: jab me, bro. Don't just <laughs> don't just jab it. Like that's not okay. <laughs> Oh, Desert daughter work conversations. Like that. Um <laughs> No, I hear that in T V shows all the time where they're just like it just felt like they were poking me. Or like or they were just jabbing it in or like Yeah. There's,
0: yeah. there's, there's I a don't warm- like those word that wording just Well foreplay isn't a great word, but like, you know, no. the warm up maybe. You know, the warm up. You gotta you gotta get warmed up before Yeah Because
1: <laughs> I every single T V show I've seen has said something about how you need That use a lot of foreplay Uh uh-huh like i think they're trying to get that out there for men and being like just here's the thing like if if, if the sex can be bad if the foreplay's good it's all right
0: if she's not like grabbing you and you know if there's not noises being made you're not doing it right yeah if the you know there's there's a term that has always baffled me that i heard used in the 80s and you see it in older movies too where the guys would be like she just laid there like a dead fish or like a cold fish and you're like well Cut. That's on you. Yeah. <laughs> that's a comment on your performance but they just I don't think they were aware I'm not sure women were so aware so like about what so
1: girls do not fake it let him know that this is uncomfortable and uh, that he's scratching you but this is
0: the thing I think today we're more like you need to figure out on your own what works for you before you start having sex with a guy because he's not going to know especially if he's like a teenager or a young man like he's I don't know But, but there's a lot more now that's out there to tell you, but in 1980, this was not something that was happening wildly. This is why I was asking that when we interviewed the writer of Casual Sex about it, because she kind of indicated it was a little bit of a coin toss about what you would get with these hookups that, you know, she was saying in the early 80s there were a lot of random hookups, and sometimes you'd get the guy who's, you know, great, and sometimes, you <laughs> know, it'd be the, you know. Terrible. Right, right, one, two, you Bye. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was a really insightful uh, uh, thing to the 80s that I think you wouldn't hear in a movie today.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, And then... I don't know if that's true. No? No. Okay. I feel
1: like that's still exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. Because th- that's one of those things where it's just like, boys will be boys. Like, that's just something boys are just...
0: Yeah, but you guys are, like, masturbating, and you guys acknowledge you masturbate. When I was growing up, there was oh, none yeah. of that. I would have been... So well, much better off. Penis if someone jokes are just... so
1: funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> penis jokes are hilarious. That you guys don't mind like acknowledging or making a joke about because it because we and... all go through it. But but see what I'm trying to tell you is that yeah. in the '80s, growing up, there that was, was gross. N- okay, there was no conversation about girls masturbating. None, and it was not acceptable. If you said that, you would become a social leper. Like it was not happening, and so. You know, we were just watching, oh, Smart. And they had this whole talk about the panda bear, mm-hmm. like, being her toy and everything. Yeah. And I'm watching that going, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I don't understand. And then I watched Have you this- watched Pen15? No. Oh I don't need to. Yes, I know. you do. Um, but then when I saw the, I saw You, that series, and, um, on Netflix, It and then she has uses a pillow. Mm-hmm. And then it brought me back to a memory of when I read those, um... Uh, Flowers in the Attic. I think it was that series. And they talked about the thing with the pillow. And here I am at my age, you know, and I'm like, like, ding! (laughs) Like a light bulb goes off. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Because we didn't talk about these things.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of my girlfriends, honestly, like, um, they like to have, when they go to bed, they have to have a pillow in between their legs. Oh. Not just, not to masturbate. It's just like to...
0: Hold. To hold their legs in place, well, it's just
1: to like hold, oh okay. like it's like cuddling.
0: I was the like, leg pillow girl that was like my big non union t v commercial, <laughs> and I didn't know people were using me for naughty things. I was like <laughs> I thought it was a you know it was some sort of yeah like ergonomic situation
1: <laughs> that was just to hold your legs in place and
0: get while some you muscles. sleep, yeah, so your knees don't knock, I don't know,' that in the ad. <laughs> um what 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 other moments in i think the one thing i don't like about private benjamin is that the one that she has an issue with is is the female drill sergeant
1: yeah i know i thought they would be friends but i the the yeah i just didn't like her at all
0: No, I know. She's not likable. I mean, she, uh, Eileen Brennan, um, who's passed on, she, she had talked about, like, she really loved that character. She loved playing mean characters because, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just so much more things you could do with it. I mean, I, it's, it is great when she's just like, you know, when, when uh, Judy pulls her over and she's like, I'm at the wrong, I'm at the wrong army. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I meant the one with Private. So just laughing at it. Yeah, and she's like, oh, okay. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And then she tries so, but it's funny because actually when watching it again, she seemed less mean than when I saw it a long time ago, you know, in in the 80s. I mean, it it seemed much more, I mean, you know, she's trying to get rid of her. She's Mm -hmm. trying to like, here, I called your parents, goodbye, you know, and um, but I think it's about what her parents, right, it's what her parents said to her about she's just her
1: life is just controlled at this point and and they don't would, believe in her. Yeah, and why would she go home just to be locked in her room like, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, you you aren't capable of making your own decisions. We are going to take over. You're going to have to stay with us. I mean, what would you do in that situation? Would stay. You would stay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. Yep. I'm surprised you're not like, hmm, let me learn more about Oh, I'm this. not doing
1: anything for the government. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm no. Can we talk about the fact that when uh, she chooses not to jump out of the plane because she's too scared, which is pretty much exactly what happened when she tried to go home and her parents came and she was like, you know, I'm going to stay in the army. Her captain or colonel decides that he'll just have sex with her in the plane if she doesn't want to jump. Yeah. And that she wants it. Right. Because she didn't jump out of the plane. Right. And she seems to want to be alone with him. Yeah. And he, she obeys everything he says because she he's her boss.
0: Yeah. She's, he's an authority figure. And by the way, there's, there's saying no to your boss and then there's saying no to your commanding officer, which is not allowed. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what fascinated me about that is that, you know, one of the reasons, uh, that I would be concerned about you going into the military is because there's such a high rate of sexual assault, um, for women who are in the military.
1: That does not sound surprising.
0: And I know that to be a more recent statistic. I didn't know, you know, first of all, you know, this was this is the first movie made about a woman and women in the army. Like I don't even know. I think they had like you know wax. That's another like term they used to use. They 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 had some movies maybe in the fifties or a couple here and there. But really, this isn't well covered territory. They have now made so many movies about women in the military. But um, at the time, there really wasn't there there wasn't anything yeah. at all.
1: So then, like most things that happen with women, so that they don't start a case and that they don't tell people. Men pay them off. <laughs> yeah. So what she does, she jumps out of the plane, has a conversation with him. He said something about him coming on to her and her saying no. And then she says, you mean rape? Uh-huh. And then he's like, <clears throat> well, I can send you here. She said, no, thanks. I'd rather go here. And he was like, you can't go there. And she's like, yes, I can. What do you want? Me, oh, you want me to walk down the hall right now? <laughs> oh, Really? Cause I can, I got a mouth. That I was got a, a great,
0: I mean, that was a great moment. Yeah. That was like a, mm, like, yeah. you know, like women in power, like, but it's, it's crazy. also a fantasy moment. It's also a fantasy moment that the guys that, you know, Colonel Thornbush is going to let it go that easily, instead of just denying it, no one else was there. No one else can, could back up her story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's how it would tend to go down today um and but you know it's a very satisfying moment and i think what's really great about the film too is um you know really how she finds this is really about a woman who doesn't know who she is whose parents have have just controlled her her sheltered her and not given her the belief that she could do things and told her this is the life she's going to have and she has to figure it all out on her own and so i think she's You know, again, my memory of the film of thinking of her as being some sort of snobby, entitled rich girl uh, is sort of the idea. But when you see the film, you really see it with empathy that she's just doesn't know. And her recruiter lied to her. Yeah, straight (laughs) up. And she was gullible because she's been in this sheltered world. And um, but then when when it when it looks like she's going to marry. Henry, the French guy, I mean, one, like, you can kind of be like, I get it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I
1: get it. She said, oh, I've, I've never felt that before. That was it. That was the yeah. orgasm. Like,
0: you're beautiful. You're, you know, you're some Charming. sort of count or something. I yeah. don't know what's going on with your fabulous French home. It's like the the whole, it's the whole dream. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, by the way, and you gave me my first orgasm. That's a yes, you That's know? That's a perfect yes.
1: But then you see... She finds she sees little tiny things that he just little keeps cracks. doing. You should change your hair. Oh, you want to change me now? Oh, I found the maid's necklace in the bed. Oh, I was just cleaning it. Really? Your necklace just falls off while you clean my put my sheets down. Mm-hmm. That happens. Right. There's no friction anywhere that made it come off. Uh-huh. You just bent over. <laughs> that must be a broken necklace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, obvious signs. Right. And then signs. he goes to the other love of his life on their wedding day. Right. And you're like, when she says no in front of
0: everybody, that's when you're like, yes. But you're, and isn't it interesting how, and that's what's so great about the movie is that, you know, we're, we've, we've all been raised, you not as much, but, you know, on these Disney princess films or these idea that you, then they live happily ever after that getting the guy in a room, you know, is the goal and so as she's leaning toward marrying him and leaving her army career, it seems so disappointing. Yeah, that sucks. And when she walks off. Marching. She marches off. You're so happy. You're know, yeah. like, yes, you don't need him. You don't need anybody. Yeah. You can do it. So, yeah, it's really rewarding. Yeah,
1: it just sucks that what most people do, give up their careers for their man and to take care of the house and for the kids. you uh-huh. usually what happens. It's exactly what she did. But last minute
0: she was like, I'm going to
1: go that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. the other way.
0: Yeah. Um, that does seem, yes. I mean, I think everything has changed now. I would say, you know, for me personally, I've tried to do both. And I think that I grew up in a time, you know, so not 1980 because I was just 10, but then the next, the next 10 years become about, women trying to have it all Mm -hmm. you know I'm going to be an active mother for my children I'm going to satisfy my man I'm going to cook dinner I'm going to you know have an active social life and keep my friends and I'm gonna have an amazing career and um that is really hard very hard there's Um, no way I don't have I
1: don't have a 24/7 job. I don't I don't go to school and I and I don't have
0: a child and I don't have a boyfriend and it's still hard for me to wake up. Well, every day. I yeah, I don't I have a different opinion on that. I think you could get up and participate more, but that's just me. All right. So, this is 80s Movie Guide. (laughs) A guide
1: to literally what's wrong with your parents.
0: (laughs) Maybe what's wrong (laughs) with your 18 year olds. I'm Tara McNamara. I'm Riley Roberts. Thanks for listening. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at 80s Movie Guide. And the website is 80smovieguide.com. Yep. Thanks.